Sports Entertain is recorded live at twitch.tv slash baldyandthebeast. Join us every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and watch the matches right along with us. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Bront. I'm Willem. And we are Baldy and the Beast. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Entertain, which is back in our February uh, special month thing. That was that did not come out the way I wanted it to. Yeah, that, the way but, to way to make it sound like you're super excited to watch the match today. My words, my words didn't do the thing I wanted them to do. God but, damn! Well, welcome, what are we welcome, today? welcome to our month where we're watching women's oh. wrestling. <laughs> uh, no, so today we're going to be watching uh, Trish Stratus versus Lita, the first ever Raw women's main event. Uh, from what was it, December sixth, two thousand five, something like that. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. I was thinking it's two thousand five, but it was not. Yeah, I in my head I kind of thought it was two thousand five too. Because when I saw two thousand four, I thought that was wrong. But yeah. no, took into the took uh, took place at the tail end of two thousand four. Um, so I'm not gonna do attendance for this one because it was a live show. So yeah. you don't know how many or it was a raw. So you don't know how many of those were giveaways and right all right, that right. fun stuff. Um, but this match <laughs> they're was not important. real people. Yeah, this match was important for a couple of reasons. Um, so this was the first ever WWE main event with only female wrestlers. Um, but these two talents are not exactly indicative of the roster. Um, because the roster, you know, was not on this level. At this point, they were still crawling out of the women are only here to look good era. Right. So, you know, it would be over a decade after this match yet that women will be taken more seriously. Um, so, wow, this is great, and it's a cool first moment. They had a long, long way to go. Um, and we're still on that road of getting that all. We're near the end. At least the road is paved <laughs> now. At least the road is paved. Yep. Um, but that being said, these two, uh, took the business seriously because neither of them was brought in for their ring work. Like, oh, yeah. that's just the time they yep. were brought in because they were attractive and that was it. But they really took it seriously. They worked hard and they kept going until they were two of the top women in the American scene. If not two of the top women in the world. Yep. There, there, um, there's a, a whole ocean of, other women's wrestling elsewhere but they were still definitely like top tier in terms of women's wrestling especially at the time that they were in and if you just go on like level of fame over the whole world they probably were the two most famous because of the company they worked for yep but still yep well and like you said it's it's really kind of uh really kind of indicative about of their love for the business because um Trish, when she signed on, she was literally intended to just be eye candy to to be the valet for Test and Albert. Um, yep. And Lita, she had a little bit more because she actually had some uh, training with Luchadors, and she did some a, a couple one off appearances in ECW uh, before making it to the dub. Um, so she had a little bit more training under her belt, but it, it sh that's not what her intended role was at the time. So yeah. you can really tell uh, how much they really loved and wanted to improve to get to the point that they were at now. Yeah. And they, and they did it like, like you said themselves, they, yep. they probably didn't have to. Yep. Well, in, I, I suppose it's not to discredit the other women at the time, but like it, in the end of Oh four Oh five, that was really, really the start of the divas era. 
Um, but if you look previous to this, like you have people like Victoria, Molly Holly, um, Ivory, Jazz, uh, all these women that were actually like super duper good, um, just super underrated though because that's women's wrestling was not super popular at the time. Yeah. So, and part of that was was booking. You could have yeah. you could have made women's wrestling more popular. Jacqueline, JD says Jacqueline. Jacqueline was great. Yeah. So, shit. Yeah, jazz, and she's still fucking going. Yep. Uh, Jacqueline was wasn't she in the rumble we covered last week? She looked good. Yeah, when we watched was- when we watched the uh, the first women's royal rumble last week, which will be up on Thursday. Um, but you can like you can definitely tell like when she came out, she was a little nervous because it's been a hot second since she came out, but she was great for the time that she was in. Yeah, she still looked good. Yep. I, that was three years ago, so things could have potentially changed. But right, four years ago now. Four years ago. That was twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. So, um, it's four years. four rumbles ago, but three years. So, but anyways, let's go ahead and let's get into that card. Um, this one was really heavy. If you look at match times, it was oh, yeah. heavy on skits and not as heavy on like the longest match on the card goes 11 minutes and 40 seconds and it's not the main event well i mean to, um, be, to be fair this wasn't this wasn't a pay-per-view this was just your man. your normal episode of raw um Still. that just so happened to have like a really important main event although to to like throw a heaping healthy helping of salt on top of that um while this is a landmark match for women's wrestling as far as importance you can still kind of see like the stink of wwe being like all right but it's still a women's match because they only yeah like the entire segment from entrance to the end of the show is 10 minutes and 25 seconds so this match doesn't go very long um but it's still absolutely important to the history of women's wrestling yeah um, and I was just saying from a from a match perspective that they weren't lasting long because of the whole card, which oh, yeah. is like you said, is a raw. There was only like roughly thirty two minutes of match. Yep. Which you got to imagine some of that's on commercial, and that's why I was saying it's it's very uh, promo heavy and skit heavy. Yep. Um, but anyways, uh, the first match on the night was Eugene with William Regal defeating Maven by DQ. Followed by a weird one in hindsight because one of these names is way bigger than the other. Simon Dean defeated the Hurricane. Yep. Um, well, Simon Dean just, was hot at the time because he had like that the the Simon system and he had he had a gimmick like that wasn't Nova from ECW. <laughs> like he actually had uh, yeah. they they had just brought him in and, or they just brought him back in and he actually had something going for him at the time that from what I remember was fairly entertaining but it was very just like. It was different. It was very different from what you would normally see at the time because two thousand, like the early two thousands, where there was just this huge like influx of all this, like that type of thing, like, uh, like exercise shows and like exercise yeah. products and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to transition that. So <laughs> transition. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, beat Captain Charisma to retain the Intercontinental title in only five minutes. So they 
probably made Shelton look pretty good there. Yep. Um, followed by Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho defeating Batista and Triple H uh, by DQ, though. So yeah. that makes sense. Right. Because um, they had Ric Flair with them. So if this wasn't Evolution. No, this should have been Evolution at the time. Yeah, it was yeah. Evolution at this time. Um, and the last match, our main event. Uh, for the WWE Women's Championship, uh, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I also want to point out. Match. I want to point out. Um, <laughs> so there's a tag on this on this uh, video that's it's literally called Rock and Roll Limbo a Go Go Contest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just like it's got Chris Jericho with this shit-eating grin and this really like really cheesy like all green lay like fake fake hawaiian lay around his neck and it looks like crap and also, then the next the next one is chris jericho performance with fozzy yeah um so chris jericho is very heavy on this particular card like he's got at least he's got one two three four he's got at least five or six different segments on the card dedicated to himself um yeah but something else that I, I, I literally saw this today, and I feel like it's it's fitting that Christian's on this card in somewhere. Um, did you know that in 2005, there was a point in time where Christian actually had the highest selling piece of merchandise out of everything in WWE? No. What was it? It was his Captain Charisma shirt. Really? Yeah. He had the highest selling piece of merchandise out of everybody in WWE. That surprised me because that would have been shortly before he left to go to TNA, right? Yeah, like he he had his piece. That particular piece of merch was outselling the um, the unedited version of John Cena's album. Vince <laughs> would see something like that and be like, "Maybe we need to push this guy that seems to be super fucking popular." Right. Well, I mean, they they did wind up eventually pushing him. I think the only reason Christian ever left the dub was just to like see what else is available. <laughs> Got a world title out of it. Yeah. Um, Elijah in the chat says, "Did you know back in two thousand five, Braun was a big old nerd?" Uh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm, still a, I'm still a big old nerd for the record. Yeah. I do a wrestling podcast as proof. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I think we can go ahead and jump into the match. Uh, like we said, this is the last tag um, on the video. Uh, if you're watching it and you don't feel like looking by the tags, this does start at 1 hour, uh, 20 minutes, and 4 seconds. I'm going to give everybody just a few seconds to go ahead and find this. Um, like we said, this is a rather short match, so this might turn out to be a little bit shorter of an episode just because um, there's not as much match. But um, if you're watching this at the time that it came out, the Royal Rumble actually just happened um, this past Sunday, so two, two, three days ago now from when we're airing. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's a week past, but you know, I've, I've explained that plenty of times. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we're going to go into that a little bit at the end of the show because there was a lot of good stuff that happened there and mm -hmm. that they're, they're pushing forward storylines that feel, feel like it's going to go into a very nice, uh, mania season this year. Maybe, maybe. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. Everything is always maybe. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, once again, this match starts at 1 hour, 20 minutes, and 4 seconds on the network. We're going to go ahead and count it down from 5, 
four, three, two, one, click. Back when they had the best WWE logo in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yep. They really never like they I understand you have to rebrand. Yep. They should have kept like the roughly written W though. Yeah. I, my opinion. When when they changed it to um to what they have now, like you can see it on the set and you can see it. Um admittedly like the the current WWE and the Universal and the women's titles they're kind of dog shit like in in their general appearance cuz they all like, look the same it's just like homogenized and it needs yeah. to not be that that's my problem with the new WWE logo is that it feels very corporate yes it feels very corporate um and they 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 I don't know if they ever plan on changing it to something else, but they really, really need to. Yeah. Um, also, again, if you're watching uh, watching along with us, this was also around the time where they had Muhammad Hassan on, and that was a very rough storyline. <laughs> Didn't have to be, though. Didn't have to be, but they... Well, okay. I feel like a lot of the problem with that, with that entire storyline falls on uh, piss-poor timing. Yeah. Uh, and, and that has nothing to do with what the dub did. It just has everything to do with um, other things that happened in the world. Now, granted, the I believe stuff at this time, some of it was pre-taped, so they could have just not aired that. But, yeah. I guess my problem with it is just, like, there were parts of it that were tasteless, and, oh. like... Didn't he, like, go into the ring and put his arms up and a bunch of masked terrorists, like, came in and choked yeah. uh, Taker with a piano? Like, that could have been done differently. Well, yeah, that's that's the entire thing that I'm referencing. Like, that day that they did that was the same day as the London bombings. So, so. like, they could have just not done that. Um, although, the thing with that is that it, in the end, it wound up running uh, the guy out of the business. Yeah. Entirely. And the, when, the, ki the kicker on top of everything is the guy's not even Middle Eastern. He's Italian. And if you believe rumors, they were thinking about putting the belt on him. Yeah. All right, we're going right into the match. They are just going at it right from start. Ooh, tumbling right out of the ring. Yeah, going right into a lockup. Um, they probably have a lot to prove here. They're oh, yeah. probably very nervous. Yep. Uh, well, Trish going into this match, if you're watching along, she actually has, like, she must have broken her nose or had something done recently because she's got the uh, the big nose face guard on right now, the uh, the Cody Rhodes gimmick from a couple years down the road. Cody Rhodes was always able to get the anything he was given over. Oh, yeah. Rather impressive. Yep. It's been, like, a, I remember watching this live when it happened. Um, and not like when I was a kid, none of this clicked with me. Like it didn't, it didn't hit me what the match was. It didn't hit me like the importance of what it was, but from everything that I remember seeing, like the match was good. Like it's, it's a very technical match and it's very good for, well, not, okay, I don't want to say very technical, but it, for a women's match from 2005, it very much was the prototype of what you would see for a couple years down the line. 10 years for two line. for 2005 women wrestling in wwe yeah this is practically omega okada oh yeah 
just on a scale of where everybody else is to where they're at. Oh, we the fucking oh, I forgot that bump was in this match. Yep. Uh, so Lita dumped Trish to the outside over the top rope and then went out for a suicide dive, dove and hit at a literal suicide dive at yeah. a super high angle, landed arm, chest, like face neck. first, neck first, and like crabbed herself almost. Yeah, totally scorpioned. Yeah, yeah, totally scorpioned. Um, surprise, oh, <laughs> she fucking walked away from that. Yep. That is not what the dub talks about when they talk about this match. Nope. Oh, Trish taking the mask off. Taking off her gimmick. Yep. Oh, Oh, just nailed it in the face. Which she really shouldn't have done because she just, Lita just about broke her goddamn neck. (laughs) Right. Let's continue on with hitting you in the head. Let's go ahead and keep hitting you in the head after you probably, like, are super concussed. Which, you know, it was 05, so they probably weren't doing much for concussions at this time anyways. Yeah, this is only a couple years removed from them. You literally using concussions in storyline. Yep. Because the Dudleys had a storyline where they went out in the ring and, like, wobbled around because they had a concussion. Right. Ooh. Smack Lita's face right into the top turnbuckle. I'm going to do a hangman spot, trying to hang Lita from the top rope. This is just not stuff you saw at the time for the women's division. This is absolutely not like this is actually kind of brutal for the like not even for the women's division. Like this is actually, you know, a fairly decent match just in general. And the crowd's into it, which good for them because it's 2005. Hell yeah. (laughs) They they really are just kind of going at it. Uh, Lita whipped Trish off the top rope. Now they're just kind of fighting in the corner. I, I think a lot of people, even back then, had a certain amount of respect for these two, though. Oh, yeah. Because you could tell they just cared. Yep. Yep, 100%. Well, and you. Like, oh, they're going to show the fuck up again. Why? Why show that? That's just not good. And then Lita's, or, uh, Trish is just working the neck part of the plan already making it part of the plan if you know lita's neck is okay and she's right. like let's let's work this in that's fucking smart right uh jd says fast forward to 2021 and the women's division is probably what's keeping him interested in wwe in general because let's face it like the women's division is probably one of the best the women's division wwe is it's probably neck and neck with like the knockouts division in tna like it's really weird to say that anything in general in impact wrestling is top tier but the the knockouts division and WWE's women's division, they're both fantastic. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, two of the best divisions in the world are WWE's women's division is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And AEW's tag division yep. is fantastic. They might be the top two divisions in the world. When you just look at depth, everything, they've just, they've got it all. Yep pure like depth the amount of talent the like the amount of potential matches like um as as we said before like the royal rumble went as as the time of recording this was this past sunday um and just going and watching that um i would pay actual real dollars to watch 
uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. That is just if, that. That's something I absolutely want to see. If they had a solo card that was just that match, mm-hmm. and they were like, "It'll go for an hour," I'd be like, "Here's fifty dollars. <laughs> yep. Shut up and take my money." Oh, that was though that that sequence. Uh, it really did put over both women Oof. as the future. Yep. Which is crazy to see them do because that's what they needed to do with the men's division for a decade. Oh, yeah. And uh, they don't need to do it as much with the women's division because their roster is younger and... Yeah, look, their roster right now is awesome. They're missing Ronda Rousey, who will yep. probably never come back. Yeah, They're missing Becky Lynch, who probably will come back. Oh, Oh, that ain't quite the end. Going we back, almost in, got it. Yep, going back into the match. Um, Trish and Lita, they were fighting into the corner. Trish got up to the top rope. Lita countered into a big power bomb out of the corner. Went up, trying to go for a moonsault. Uh, Trish countered out of it. Uh, Lita tried to go for a huge DDT, trying to go into that moonsault again. And every, there's just a lot of counters back and forth. It's very a very quick sequence going on. They've got. Oh, uh, she's gonna hit the. Twist of Fate! Uh, kind of an inverted Twist of Fate had Trish upside down instead of the regular front face lock they had going on. Now we got Lita going up, going for that big moonsault. Oh. She did throw a pretty moonsault. Oh, yeah. Lita with the big win. Winning the first ever main event. That's a huge, yep. like, career moment. Yep. Lita winning in the first ever women's main event and winning the women's title uh, again in the first ever women's main event on Raw or on any WWE TV just in general. Yeah. But it's just a huge moment um, just in, in the history of women's wrestling and the history of professional wrestling in general. Lita, Lita also has an underrated theme tune. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking hey. banger. Any, any wrestler that wants to come out to a song that begins with so fuck your rules, man. I am. Yeah. Let's go. That wrestler is my wrestler now. Yes. Yep. God, that's so good. And Jr. put put that over really good. He was like, "Oh my god, she's the new like." She put he put that over like Rover. Oh yeah. And if you if you look at this match and what it really meant to, um, what it means to just any women's wrestler today, like if you l- listen to any. Any of today's current women's roster, they will look back at this match and say, yeah, that that was my inspiration for trying to get into the business. Because yeah. it just showed that women's wrestling is not just bra and panties matches, not just, like... Wrestling and pudding or mud. Yeah. Um, now, granted, the dub didn't really do anything to remedy this situation for about 10 years. If not longer. And there, there's still some issues with stuff today, but it, it's gotten way better in the most in recent years. Yeah, and not to give them a defense, because I don't think they deserve it. The, <laughs> the depth of talent is also much more deep than it used to be. It yes. used to be a kiddie pool, and now it's like there is like an ocean of talent. Right. I used to not get past my knees. Now it's up to my head. Yeah, it, re- it really is. Like, especially in the dub, they've signed so much of the, so many of the world's top 
women's wrestlers. It's really impressive that the knockouts even have a division that's right. <laughs> as good as it is with as many wrestlers WWE has taken off the market. Right. Um, the and, and it's not just like the the amount of like good women's wrestlers, the amount of variety that there is in wrestlers that they signed. Um, because yeah. it's not just like they have a lot of women's wrestlers. Like they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of different talent. Um, it, it could very easily be an ocean, the depth of a paddling pool, but it's not, it's very like that. There's so much there that that can be done with. Yeah. Um, so on the scale of one to five, how are you rating this match? Uh, I would say this match is like a solid, it's not great. Yeah. It's a good raw main event. I'd say like three and a quarter star. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there because, um, it, it was an absolute, in terms of importance, it's at least a four, four and a half star match. But as far as match mm-hmm. quality, it's, it's probably about a three and three and a quarter stars. It's very raw main event. There's a lot of like moving and brawling. Um, Lita potentially got very hurt and that actually might be a thing that, uh, led her to retiring because she retired probably a year, year and a half after this. I don't remember when she retired. I know it was, it was that terrible crime time thing. Yeah. Um, but this is absolutely like a landmark match in the history of women's wrestling. Um, so going out of that. Since we have a little bit of time to kill, like we're only about half an hour into the into the episode, uh, twenty minutes or so. If you're if you're going watching us on YouTube, um, so uh, just uh, a quick aside. I apologize. Yes. She retired in it looks like late two thousand and six. So almost okay. right around exactly, uh, almost exactly two, two years. years. Yeah. So it. So. It, it really kind of goes to show, like, even if you're looking at the a lot of women's rosters, like, they they don't really last very long. No. Like, Trish was in, like, was full-time in the business until 2005 when she signed in 99. Um, if you count, like, time to actually train, she was full-time on the roster. She was full-time as a wrestler on the roster for probably four years. Yeah, um, and it's just, it's it, kind of understandable why, especially back then, they didn't last as long, mm-hmm. because, like, I'm sure there were a lot of things, like, creatively that were very frustrating yep. if you are trying to take yourself seriously as a wrestler, uh, especially as a woman. Probably, Definitely 100% as a woman. Probably not even creatively, because um, probably just backstage politics-wise. Because if you think about it, um, at this time, a a good chunk of a good chunk of the reason that the women's wrestlers were on the card is for appearances, and once that age kicks in, you're out. Yeah. Or if they wanted, um, if they wanted to leave, or if, uh, mother, as JD said motherhood too. Like if they wanted to leave and become a mother, there's a good chance they weren't going to be coming back after that. Because they had, the time on the road is too much time to be spent away from a child. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, 
And with Vince being more looks oriented right. when it comes to the women, it, like he'll ride with Hogan till you know <laughs> the money don't flow anymore. But yep. not so much uh, the women on his roster. Right. It it's it's a it's a sad reality for what it is, um, and it's it's really nice to see how things have come in the in the recent years. It took yeah. a long, it looked took a long time to get there, and it still has miles to go. But it's way better than it used to be. It's getting there. Yep. Uh, which is, as a wrestling fan, I'm very happy to see. Okay. Um, so we've iterated on the fact that it's way better than it used to be about a million times so far in this episode. So let's go ahead, and we're going to move on. Uh, what is your hot tag on this match? Um, good moment, good for them. That's five words. <laughs> Um. Uh, Lita fucked up her back. <laughs> oh yeah, can I change mine? Scorpions <laughs> for days. That was one of the most, like, honestly jarring scorpions I've seen in wrestling. Like, like she damn near fucking spiked herself. Yeah, I forgot that was a thing. That looked so rough. Yeah, she was so close to like if her head rotated down instead of back, yep. she would have like hit just like dome first and just like a spear could have ended much 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 worse yep jd says five word take brought that was fucking terrible <laughs> everybody's taking the piss today jesus <laughs> well let's go ahead and uh let's move on a little bit um, talk about some stuff in the wider world of wrestling. It's been a little while since we've done that, and we've got a few things that are worth talking about at the moment. Um, so, as we've said two or three times already, this past Sunday was the Men's Royal Rumble, the, not even the Men's Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, and there's some stuff that is worth talking about there. If you want to watch entertainment, uh, I'm sure going back and watching our watch-along of the pay-per-view during the Goldberg-Drew McIntyre match, is probably super entertaining as we um, try to cope with the real possibility that Goldberg might win. Yeah. Um, there were multiple times in that match where I'm just like, all right, I lost my predictions because like it, it very looked like Goldberg was going to win that match. I was actively, I picked Goldberg to win because I'm apparently a pessimist and there I, I actively was rooting against myself. Oh yeah the the anxiety was real by the end of that match yeah um so there was that but drew won and that's great uh we always like to have drew winning um let's see because there were only six matches on that card uh not, yeah. not even on the card five on the card one on the pre-show um speaking of women's matches the um uh oscar and charlotte versus nia Jax and uh shannon baszler that happened on the pre-show. That was a serviceable match that ended in just some chicanery because, of yeah. course, Ric Flair had to come out and bringing out Lacey Evans, who's spe speaking of shit gimmicks, shit women's gimmicks at the moment. Lacey Evans, whose whole gimmick at the time is I'm fucking Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we talk about how far they've come, but they still have Lacey Evans, whose whole gimmick is I'm fucking Ric Flair. Which is, listen, a terrible gimmick for her, 
because her whole thing was like, I'm a mom. I'm really right. proud. I'm a soldier. There's a hundred ways you can go with Lazy Evans. Yep. And her character does not lean to, I'm fucking Ric Flair. And I don't mean this negatively. You want to put somebody over, somebody who is more a sexuality-based gimmick, yep. potentially Mandy Rose. I'm not saying that she has to do it, but her gimmick is more look-based. Potentially Carmella. I was going to say Carmella. Like, her whole gimmick is just Indy's Scarlet Bordeaux. So she very yeah. <laughs> her she could be the one that's in that role. Like... I don't, want to, pro- I don't want to promote be... that. I don't want to promote that gimmick as a thing as it is because it's kind of sickening. But like, but if they're gonna do it, it should be done where she is obviously taking advantage of Rick for her own like gain, right? And uh... she is stringing him along. Whether the other the as bad as that is, it's better than the story they're telling. Yeah, because at the moment, um, so in the end of that match. There were no less than three distractions to try and get Charlotte pinned. Uh, <sighs> Charlotte got distracted by Rick, got distracted by Lacey, and then they... Oh, oh, I just yeah. fucked something up. Um, punched by Lacey. Well, she got distracted by Lacey on the outside, and then Lacey um, took took out some ducks and uh, clocked Charlotte right in the head while the ref wasn't looking. And that led to the pinfall in that match. Um yeah that is what it is there um on an unrelated note be jealous of my ju- juice box I want ah. a juice box fucking yeah i know that's why i told you hey shame on you oh hey shame. why i'm shame <laughs> shame on you shame on you for your juice box i want yeah, a juice I'll... box uh go to <laughs> not sponsored by costco where you can buy a big ass box of them for like five dollars yeah i I get I get my my juice box out of my fucking lunchables box every day at work. That juice box was pretty shameless. <laughs> yeah. If only they paid me, I'd be way more shameless. Oh yeah. Imagine if Kool Aid sponsored the show. If I would drink it like this instead. If Kool Aid sponsored the show, you would be wearing like Kool Aid shirts. You'd have Kool Aid decals up in the back of yeah. your set. I have Kool-Aid decals on my fucking head. I'd stick a couple couple stickers on my head before the stream. No, no, no. You'd, like, cosplay yourself. Like, your head is Mr. Kool-Aid. Like, just your head. Just your head's, like, the 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 pitcher. And then it's, like, filled up to here. <laughs> this episode's sponsored by Kool-Aid. Con- We're not sponsored by Kool-Aid. Don't take that out of content. I have a little contraption on my head that every time I lean over, some water spills out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back back into what we were talking about. Um, back on the main roster, the next match was the um, the women's title match, which was just kind of a rehash of the of what they did the month before. They had um Sasha Banks versus Carmella, and it was a serviceable match. And Reginald did nothing wrong. There was no reason for him to get sent to the back. He got boned. He they like he didn't do anything. He. He caught Sasha and then put her down and then got super kicked by no, no, that that was in the rumble. He caught Sasha and then put her down. And then like the ref was like, no, you go to the back. Like for no reason. Yeah. Like he was nice. Yeah. And it was kind of weird the way they did it because it played into how Carmella got eliminated from the Royal Rumble as well. Yeah. They did essentially the same spot. 
It was kind of weird. Yeah. So Reginald did nothing wrong. But uh, the match was good. Um, it ended about the way that I would expect it to. Uh, however, the, the match from TLC last month was better, just as a match. Yeah. Might have been given a little more time, though. Yeah. Off the top of my head. But I could be wrong about that. Yep. Um, but let's get into where the fun is. Let's get to those women, the Women's Royal Rumble, because that one was first on the card. Um, I thought it was one of the better Rumbles. It was well-booked, oh, yeah. well-paced, had good comedy moments. Billy Kay, I didn't like the gimmick at first, but of uh, her standing out there looking for a partner, it very quickly grew on me. Yeah. And it, it got to a crescendo quickly enough that I was still entertained by the end. Yep. Um, when her and, uh, oh, Jillian, Jillian Hall. T- Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall. It, or, is it? I don't know what uh, it is. Jillian Hall. They, I think Jillian Hall is the name. I think Jillian Michaels is a fucking fitness celebrity. From The Biggest Loser, I believe, yep. but I could be wrong. I, yeah, JD enjoyed it too. I, yeah. And I really did. And I was surprised because that was kind of the same gimmick they did in the last year, the year before with the Iconics, where Billy waited for Peyton. I can't remember. So it was kind of a, a different take on something they'd done before that, that went over well with her whole recruiting gimmick. Well, and then um, uh, Shayna, like, she was trying to, you know, give a resume to Shayna. And Shayna, like, punched her in the in the resume face. Yeah. And she sold it. Yeah. She's like, no. Like, I thought for a second, because I forgot what her gimmick was supposed to be. I thought for a second she was going to be Yano, like, selling headshots. That would have been She fun. should. That should be her gimmick should be American female Yano. Just Australian. she sells, well, American wrestling. <laughs> the American scenes, female equivalent of Yano. Yeah. That is Australian. Yeah. You're very correct. Um, um, but that would be, that would be super cool, especially in pandemic times. Cause you could put like, I don't know, just random people at ringside just oh, for yeah. when she comes out, make it, make it hokey, make it dumb, make it her selling a DVD and signing it on her way to the ring. Yep. Give, give me Yano. But in addition to that, they also had some other great moments. They had some, uh, like we mentioned, Jillian Hall made a return. Uh, Victoria made a return, which was. Very interesting looked, to see. Like she looked great. Um, she she looked good. Hadn't been in a WWE ring in a very long time. Um, very happy for Victoria coming back, even if it was just a one shot thing. Um, apparently, she if, if now granted, I didn't watch the video because I was at work, but I saw the video was posted. Apparently, she was having some struggles trying to get back into the WWE because they were like blackballing her essentially from trying to get back in. Oh um, really? Do you know why? No, I didn't. I didn't really get a chance to watch a video. I just saw that it posted, and she was having some trouble trying to get back in. Um, so good for her for actually making her way back in. Um, hopefully, she makes it into the Hall of Fame here in the next couple of years. Yeah, because Victoria is fucking great. Um, but onto the actual like some of the other good bits in the match. Um, Alexa Bliss coming out. I like what what they kind of showed with this is that um, <laughs> I'm guessing Alexa Bliss's whole character, like I understand that she's like Lady Fiend, but from what they showed at the start of this is that she's like a child with horrendous superpowers. <laughs> it's kind of her whole gimmick because she was just like beating the actual shit out of people with like no, no effort given. 
And then when she tried to change into Lady Fiend, they were like, nope, not happening. Threw her out of the ring immediately. Yeah. So they sold that really well. Um, other things, they, 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 one of the, um, I, I want to say one of the big themes of the whole night was playing on our expectation of shit booking from WWE because mm-hmm. they did that really well in, in, in the men's rumble in the women's rumble and in the old Bert and the, the Drew McIntyre Goldberg match. Um, the, the, the theme of the whole thing, like the reason that everybody was kind of anxious about everything was they were like, Oh no, it could very easily go a real shit booking way. They could easily put a very wrong person over. They could go with like, what's, what could be seen as the safe bet and the boring thing, um, by like putting Goldberg over in, in the end of the Royal rumble match for the women's match. The final three were uh, Bianca Belair, um, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte. And everybody was like, no, fuck, no. They're giving Charlotte the win two years in a row. Yeah, I was a little scared of that. Um, But luckily, she was the first out of that three-way eliminated. Yep. Um, And then they did, I think my favorite spot from the whole match was a Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley both gone over the top, top rope. They were fighting on the outside of the ropes, and they just decide, they look at each other and like, let's just get back in the ring. Yeah. And they very calmly, while staring each other down, get back into the ring. And I thought that was kind of a cool, like, yeah, if, if that was real, if yeah. wrestling was not a work, that's exactly how you would handle that. You'd be like, okay, let's just, both remove ourselves from danger. Let's just let's 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 fix ourselves, readjust, continue what we're doing. Uh, yes. JD says he's especially not big on Oscar looking like a chump with Alexa Bliss, and that is definitely a thing. Oscar uh, in no situation should be looking like a chump to anybody, because Oscar is legitimately one of the most like hardest people on the fucking planet. <laughs> if I was in charge, and I'm a huge Oscar Mark. Uh, I will, I will put that out there right now. If I was in charge of booking, she wouldn't lose like barely ever. Yeah. She would constantly be my champ. She would always go over clean, but when she does lose, I'm going to give you a whole fucking three month, a six month package of you beat Oscar. And now everyone wants to know how the fuck you beat Oscar. Yep. Like you if you have a, a solid star like that which she's capable of being mm-hmm. more than capable in ring wise you can maybe put her over a little too much in order to get stuff off the back end from when you do put people over her yep um and that's just not something that the dub is real good at doing they're they're good at finding that person and putting them over on the men's side like they found Cena they put him over everybody they found yep. Roman they put him over everybody but they're not as good at making the losses feel like awesome. Yeah. Like they, they, they don't make the losses feel impactful. Yeah. Like it's, like, it should be a big fucking deal when Oscar loses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it should be like, if that's not a title match, that person is, you know, you, you're in line for a title shot. Cause you get Oscar. Yeah. Like, like Oscar should be like somebody in the position of Oscar should be 
Like, if you beat them, you're in for, like, shit down the road. Like, something's happened. Like, you're getting, like, a title match with somebody. Like, you're immediately bumped up. Yeah. Your stock is much higher. Yeah. And you can do that, like, if you're debuting somebody from NXT that you're high on. That could be... You can't do it a lot, but maybe once. You could right. put, immediately put someone over and probably get them over with the crowd. Yep. Off of a well-booked being beating of Asuka if she was booked, you know, more... Sometimes she does look kind of silly, which is a shame. Yeah, more a little, just more serious, I guess. Yeah, like she should just be an ass kicker. Yeah, because that's what she is. Uh, and they should mention that she used to work for Nintendo more, because goddamn it, that's cool. Uh, JD says, I don't understand how you book your chance to be afraid of a girl on a swing with black lipstick. Um, I'll disagree with you on that a little bit because she's also possessed by like. <laughs> A non-pain feeling demon. Yeah, she she's she's possessed by a demon. Like she's now, like Bray Wyatt's gone, and the fiend hasn't has taken over Alexa Bliss's body, which is kind of a a weird thing. I'm sorry, I keep fucking with my nose. I got some shit going on, um, but like, it, it's it, it's very. For anybody to be afraid of the fiend is probably about the same reason for that anybody anybody any champ would be afraid of somebody like Abaddon in, in AEW. Yeah, like the fiend is inherently a scary thing if you look at it in kayfabe. If you look at it like in reality, um, from from the from the matches that we've seen, it's not super scary. But if you look at it in like in universe in kayfabe, the fiend is inherently a terrifying thing. Yeah, um, I mean, it's pretty much, you look at some of the, the, as bad as they've booked him at times, the damage he has still taken yeah. and gotten up from and no-sold. Yep. Yeah. That's and and I, I'm excited for when they're both back and they're doing, like, I would love to see them do a double dominant, like, where they're both dominating everybody. Because when they're possessed by the Fiend, they just don't feel pain. Yep. Anyway, we we we've ranted and raved long enough on that one. Uh, the the finish to the women's Royal Rumble match wound up being um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair in the final two. Um, although if you look at it, Bianca Belair absolutely should have lost because both feet touched the ground. Um, even though I had Bianca to pick, and I feel like it's the correct choice, she that they need to make that a storyline. Yeah. Um, so Bianca is the Women's Royal Rumble winner for 2021. I believe they announced who she is going to face but uh, last night on Raw, but I did not watch Raw, so I don't know who it is. I'm assuming it's probably going to be Asuka, but I don't know for sure. Um, anyway, moving on to the next match. The last man standing match between Roman Reigns and uh, Kevin Owens for the Universal title, I believe is what he has. The Blue Universal. Uh I believe that's it because Roman's on SmackDown. Um, They're all the same belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was a great fucking match. It. I'm. I'm fairly certain. I don't know for sure. Obviously, no. I've. I've not really looked at a whole lot of stuff because after we went off the air last night, I went to bed and then I had to work today, so I haven't had a whole lot of chance to check Reddit or to check news to see like the 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 whole everything behind the match but i'm fairly certain a good chunk of that match was pre-taped because 
um, after some of the stuff in ring, they went backstage and Roman hit KO with a golf cart. With no warning. With no warning, like with almost perfect comedic timing. That's my spot of the fucking night. Um, Except it's not because then KO put Roman on a table and then went up on top of a forklift and did a swanton off top of the forklift onto Roman through a table. And that was fantastic. And then they went back to the arena and they fucked around for a little bit. And then there was a botch at the end of the match because they couldn't figure out how to get handcuffs off Roman so he could stand to his feet. And then Roman just stood up anyways. Yeah. Yeah. The end. They really (laughs) should have just, um, let KO win. Yeah. And then just write it off as he didn't beat me. He cheated. The key, like now he cheated, but like he got lucky the key wasn't working. Right. Like, beat me in a match. Beat me in, and then he challenges to an Iron Man match. Yeah. I don't know. Something. Who knows? Or, they were, it was about handcuffs. What's close to handcuffs? Dog collars. I don't know. A dog collar uh, match. A strap match. Some shit like a that. A strap match. Yeah. Something. Get the title back on Roman, because obviously... His storyline dictates he have the title. Right. Um, you could even do that as early as Friday night. Right. Uh, but that's just my opinions on it. They, they, they could have done other things with it, and they didn't do the other things. Yeah. Um, and then we go into the men's rumble match, and the men's rumble was great. There was a lot of good stuff that happened. Um, it is a shame that they announced going into the match that one and two were um, – uh, edge and randy because yep. that that just took all of that away they they should yep. they should have not done that um but the match was very entertaining we saw a couple of good returns we saw christian return which that was a very emotional moment um for for, for a lot of christian fans because they would never have expected him to come back he looked great they did a lot of really good moves Edge was very yeah, I, Edge was very emotional in the match. Like you could see it on his face throughout the entire time. He may he might be coming back part time. Yeah, I think I did see that. So uh, that'd be cool. Carlito came back. Carlito's in amazing fucking shape. He looked yeah. super good. He was on Raw last night too. Was Hopefully he? he is. Yep. Hopefully he, he teamed with Hardy. Okay. So hopefully he's back because he looks good. Uh, from what I can tell, he got a good pop. I mean, oh, from yeah. Reddit, you can't really tell without without actual, actual fans. Crowd. Yeah. But from what I saw and from what I've read afterwards, everybody seemed to enjoy it. So yep. Carlito I can only imagine if he was there, he would have gotten a really big pop. Carlito looked. Yep. I'm, I'm saying it again. Carlito looked great. Um, by the end of the match. Um, Seth Rollins came out at number 29 and because fuck paternity leave. Um, let, let's bring out Seth Rollins. We need to get that pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good to have him back for the uh, run to mania though. Right. I'm upset. I, it sucks for him that he has to miss some time with his kid, but yeah. What were what were some other like really good spots in the match? Because I'm, I've been up all day and I'm blanking a little bit at this point. So I don't know if this is as much a spot, but I when I was looking this down, there's only one 
NXT person in this year's Rumble, and that was Damian Priest. Um, I think he's so, officially called up because they had him on Raw last night. I, yeah, I was about to say, and Randy Orton was kind of, I said it to you, uh, but Randy Orton tweeted at him, let me find it, and I quote, get your ass up here and let's fight and make some money and crack a beer. Yeah, I saw what that. The fuck are, what the fuck are you waiting for? Time. Fuck time. I'll set my alarm. <laughs> he did that at like nine in the morning, which yeah. is the most wonderful thing. Um, that's, that's fucking great. I, I think Randy's just kind of at the fuck it point of his career. Yep. I, well, he probably signed a huge deal because he was teasing AEW. Oh, yeah. He's probably making lots of money. Um, but honestly, if WWE capitalized on shit, they would have a fuck time shirt because yeah. I would buy the shit out of a Randy Orton fuck, fuck time, time shirt. <laughs> what do you that, that, can be, that can be screwed, construed so many different ways. <laughs> like like your shirt just says fuck, fuck time. time. <laughs> <laughs> time to fuck. Um, uh, JD pointed out, it's funny that Rollins eliminated Riddle with their history that they got. Because there is a little bit of bad blood behind the scenes there. Um, Riddle, Matt Riddle actually had like a very good showing throughout the entirety of this match. There was some um, some good stuff. Like they had the Team Hell No reunion because Kane came out. uh, Mayor Glenn Jacobs came out. That's how I'm always going to refer to him now because he's not Kane anymore. He's Mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacobs. Um, That happened. And then to finish off the match... Once again, we had the oh no, are they gonna do it again? Are they gonna like are they are they gonna feed on our bad booking like thinking of what they do? Because um uh there was there were two eliminations right in a row. Um and then Edge er, very early on in the match, Randy got taken out with a knee injury. And he was out for the entire match, but he was not eliminated. Um so at the end of the match Edge still in from number one, um, eliminates Seth Rollins, and then Randy Orton comes in and gives him an RKO right at the end of the match, and everybody's thinking, "Shit, shit, no, no, don't let Randy win again." Um, yeah, everybody's freaking out. Um, but Edge reverses it. Edge, well, he doesn't reverse the RKO. He eats the RKO. He hits a spear on on Randy, throws Randy out of the ring, and Edge is your 2021 Men's Royal Rumble match winner going to wrestlemania which is weird to say because it's edge the man is 47 years old he He won the royal rumble he doesn't really need it but might be going to nxt with it yeah but he went coast to coast he went the distance he he entered at number one and won the match a Stat that WWE will say two people have done in history, but they will only say one of their names because the other one is Chris Benoit because that's a really rough stat to have attached to that man's name. Yeah. Um, so now there's a third. Um, but yeah, uh, Edge is the Men's Royal Rumble match winner. Uh, uh, every uh, I just want to say what I was saying. He just tweeted about three hours ago in Orlando to visit my wife. Then I had a thought. NXT needs to get rated R. So <laughs> I wonder if we all think he's going to go for Roman. Because Roman makes a little more sense than Drew. 
Yeah. But what if they have him going down to NXT to pop the pop the number? I bet you Edge on NXT would maybe be able to steal enough people over from AEW to beat him in the ratings for a week or two. Well, Edge on NXT and then having Edge like take the NXT title to the main event of Mania. And if he won, yeah. which theoretically, I mean, if the ratings are going well building up, maybe you make a last minute decision to have him win and be the oldest NXT champion <laughs> ever by probably a lot. Yeah. Probably the next closest will be Bobby Roode. Yeah. Uh, JD asks, who would you have, who would either of us have picked to win the men's rumble? I mean, I picked Matt Riddle. I have a soft spot for him. I think he's a star. Yeah. Um, but let me go down who they had other than Matt Riddle because I picked him if, on the If I had to make a choice, I for my predictions, I picked Daniel Bryan, mainly because he's in what is reported to be his last run of the his last run in the dub. Um, and he's they, they want to set him out with 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 a good feel good moment. Yeah. Um so that's why I picked him. However, in, in my personal opinion, um I would have picked Keith Lee to win the men's rumble. However, due to unfortunate circumstances, both Keith Lee and Mia Yim were out of both the men's and women's rumble yeah. respectively um uh, because of COVID-19. Because of uh, p- potential um exposure. I think Mia Yim legitimately tested positive and then Keith Lee being her boyfriend is in close enough proximity for that to for that to affect him. So I would have picked Keith Lee. My my second choice probably would have been Biggie because I feel like out of all this stuff he's probably he, Big Biggie's fantastic. He he needs a push. So Mia Yim tested positive hours after debunking a story that said she had tested positive, which is kind of ironic and a little funny in a weird way yeah um no but what jd said is riddle this early in his career and yeah i think so if i was in charge because you know they need a new star they Mm -hmm. need to make somebody in the men's roster because when you look there i saw a stat this was the only run or the oldest rumble of all time yep just per age of age per competitor and they only had two people in this rumble that were under the age of 30 and that was Dominic Mysterio, Mysterio and Otis. Um, yeah. So you have to you have to start building somebody young. Uh, and I think Matt Riddle just he's got a personality and he's got the legit uh, toughness to back up his gimmick. And I I think he could get over big. There was a spot in the in the middle of the Rumble match where like him and Debry were just trading holds back and forth, back and forth. And that looked amazing. Like I, that if there was a two match card, I would pay dollars to see Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley and Matt Riddle versus Daniel Bryan. Like, give me that in one card. I want it. And the pre-show match uh, is Goldberg versus Hornswoggle. (laughs) All five star classics in their own right. Yes, make it go. Goldberg versus Hornswoggle in a 60-minute <laughs> Iron Man match. <laughs> After five minutes, Swoggle just wins because Goldberg has collapsed on the floor and it's just pins from the five-minute mark 
to the end because Goldberg's too tired to get up. <laughs> and then oh somehow God. Goldberg still wins in the end because it's just like, I broke him in half with a spear. Oh, man. Oh, no, but I, on a more serious note, I would totally pay to see that two-match card. That would oh, be yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, I thought the Rumble was – I thought the Rumble was good. Like you said, on a, on a grand scale, disappointing they announced people beforehand. Yep. Um, that... It just takes the fun out of it. Like, I wasn't excited for number 30 in the Women's Rumble. Because I knew who it was going to be, and it was Natalia, and yeah. good for her. But like, even if it was Natalia with a surprise, that's better than knowing it's Natalia. Right, exactly. Like letting there be a surprise pop is way better than just being like, "Oh, this person is going to be here." Like, yeah. if I had that... no idea who was going to be number thirty, like th- that just leads to me being more excited. Like, oh, who's it going to be? Could it be a debut? Could it be a new person? Could they have signed somebody yeah. that's going to show up? No. Imagine if in the men's rumble, to start off, it's all anticipation, and you just hear Edge's music, and you're like, ooh, and then fucking second, Orton's music hits, and it's like, if there was a crowd, that pop would have been nuclear. Oh, yeah. And it would have been, like, the same for the people at home. You wouldn't have the audible pop, but, so, bye, JD. Later, JD. Thank you for coming out tonight. And so, I, I feel like that's a good time that we can go ahead and wrap it up because we've been going on. We actually let this match or this episode go on for quite a bit longer than we probably should have. Given the fact that it was only a 10 minute actual match, the YouTube video is going to be like an hour long in and of itself. Um, Get our, you do uh, in the, the description is to the Lita Trish match. And we talk about the Royal Rumble for approximately as long as we talk about the Lita Trish match. Yeah. Um, so what match are we going to be watching this Thursday? Um, that is a wonderful question, but a wonderful question that I can answer. Okay. Um, ooh, actually, you know what? I will give you a choice. Okay. Charlotte, Becky at evolution or, um, Cause I want to see it. Oscar Ember Moon Brooklyn Two. Ooh, that one. Oscar Ember Moon Brooklyn Two. I am so down for that. That's what we're doing on Thursday then. All right. So, thank you everybody for coming out and checking us out tonight. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and check us out in the description down below on the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all the places that we are at. Um, go ahead and give us a like and subscribe if you feel so inclined. We really greatly appreciate it. Um, if you don't feel like looking at our beautiful, if you don't looking, if you don't feel like looking at our beautiful faces here, go ahead and check us out on the uh, audio only podcast over at Anchor, Spotify, or any of the places that we are at. Again, all that stuff is in the description down below. We will see you this Thursday for Oscar versus Ember Moon from Takeover Brooklyn Two. It's going to be a banger. That's a, such a good freaking match. We yep. will see you then. Thank you for coming out. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.